Hello and welcome to another week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Melbourne. It's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network and it is brought to you by your local community radio station. I'm Sarah McKenzie. Last week on the 9th of February, South Korea was in the global spotlight, opening the Winter Olympic Games. But behind the celebrations, there is another story to hear. One about the ongoing incarceration of two Korean Confederation of Trade Unions leaders. Trade unionists in Melbourne and Sydney held rallies last Friday at the South Korean consulates calling for the release of these leaders and an end to the attacks on the liberties of union leaders in Korea. Solidarity is borderless and it stretches across industries and all types of work. So on today's show, we're speaking with Kate Lee from AFIDA and we'll bring you some speeches from the Melbourne Solidarity with South Korean Unionists Rally. And then later on, we'll speak with Jeremy Poxon from the Australian Unemployed Workers Union about their campaign against the Welfare Reform Bill 2017, currently before the Senate, a bill which all workers can fight back on. But first, some union news. Bad news. This is how the Community and Public Services Union Secretary Nadine Flood is describing the workplace bargaining policy released by Australian Public Service Commission last week. This policy will apply to all Commonwealth agencies during the next round of enterprise bargaining. The CPSU says a new workplace bargaining policy for Commonwealth workers confirms the Turnbull government's destructive attitude to decent wages and job security for workers. This new policy demands wage restraints while capping pay rises at 2% a year. It also severely restricts the ability of Commonwealth agencies to engage in genuine negotiations with workers. The previous round of bargaining has been going for four years. Government agencies, including the Bureau of Meteorology, Centrelink, Medicare and Child Support, have filed and taken protected industrial action throughout these negotiations. And the union says that it's been the most protracted and messy round of Commonwealth bargaining in 30 years. Here's Nadine Flood talking about the new policy on Facebook Live last week. It is a policy that is again going to make it really hard for workers, for our members, to bargain for high wages, secure jobs, decent rights and conditions. So one of the most astonishing things about it is it keeps a 2% wage cap and imposes wage restraint at a time when everyone in Australia is talking about how low wages growth is a problem and we've got a workforce that has suffered an extended wage wage threes through the last dispute mm. and what's the answer now the answer is more wage restraint so uh, if you put that together with similar restrictions around rights conditions and bargaining mm. and new attacks on job security it's pretty ugly United Voice, the Union for Early Childhood Workers, have had their case for equal pay dismissed in the Fair Work Commission. Helen Gibson, the Assistant National Secretary of United Voice, says that the Fair Work Commission has failed. They failed to hear from a single educator about what it's like to live on half the average wage. Early educators are qualified, trusted workers who have a huge responsibility caring and educating for young children, but they can be paid as little as $21 an hour. Last year, early childhood educators walked off the job a day before Equal Pay Day. 
It was the second walk-off last year in their fight for professional pay, for equal pay. Australia's early childhood educators have announced that they will walk off the job again on March the 27th to demand the government fund equal pay. Australian Council of Trade Union Secretary Sally McManus says that this decision sets working women back 30 years in their pursuit of wage justice, that it is proof that our current laws and institutions are incapable of addressing the gender pay gap. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. It's two years now that Baba Han has been incarcerated after a three-year jail sentence. And Sister Lee, currently in detention after being held up in the KCTU office for some two years and after a 10-day hunger strike, has been charged with the same laws as Barahan and is in detention pending charges being heard in the courts in the coming months. As trade unionists, our movement is global and so must be our solidarity. Last week, South Korea was in the spotlight, opening the 2018 Winter Olympic Games. But behind the celebrations was another story. Last year, 6,444 prisoners were pardoned by the new president of South Korea, Moon Jae-in. But trade unionist and president of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, Han Sun Kun, was not one of them. Prior to the day of amnesty, Giselle Hanna from Accent of Women spoke to McKung Rael, Director of International Affairs for the KCTU in light of Jun Taeil Day, a significant day for the labor movement in Korea in memory of unionist and activist Jun Taeil. One of the demands of the day in 2017 was the release by the new government of Brother Han. Here's Mikyung Riao. The, the judicial procedure uh, was over in July when the Supreme Court finalized the sentence uh, of three years imprisonment. Uh, so now he is uh, detaining, uh, imprisoned in Hwasong Correction Center. And we are calling for a special amnesty by the president, uh, which is the last resort for uh, his release. So uh, we are still uh, pushing the government. And uh, so far, there is no sign from the government to uh, take measure to uh, exercise his authority uh, to give a special amnesty for him. And recently, uh, the ILO uh, recommended to the Korean government to release him or uh, take any measure in uh, its power to release him. And uh, this is the second recommendation from the international organization. Uh, In May or April, the UN uh, Working Group on Arbitrary Detention also recommended uh, the government to release him because uh, the imprisonment against him is uh, arbitrary detention uh, 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 according to the human, uh, international human rights. So, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, many international uh, trade union organization is uh, 
doing uh, some kind of petition campaign uh, to put pressure on the Korean government uh, to uh, take any measure to, uh, to uh, grant uh, special amnesty before Christmas. But before Christmas, Han Sang Quin was not released. So on the day of the opening of the Winter Olympics, there has been an international day of action to show solidarity with Korean workers and demanding an end to the attacks on the liberties of union leaders in Korea. I speak to Kate Lay by phone, the executive officer of a feeder union aid abroad, following Australia's actions at the South Korea consulates in Melbourne and Sydney. Hi, Kate. Thank you for speaking with us today. So today, South Korea is in the global spotlight, opening the Winter Olympic Games. But behind these celebrations, there's another story to be told, one about the ongoing incarceration of the Korean um, Confederation of Trade Unions President Han Sun Quin and charges against the former KCTU General Secretary Lee Yun-ju. Uh, trade unionists in Australia today in both Melbourne and Sydney held rallies calling for the release of these prisoners and to end the attacks on the liberties of union leaders in Korea. Can you explain the reasons why these two comrades are currently being imprisoned and what what was their crime? Well, yes, their so-called crime uh, was that they were doing what any trade union leader would do in any country around the world, and that is organised protests, um, and organise um, uh, actions and campaigns in defence of equality between workers and workers' rights in their own country. It's as simple as that. They are being unjustly held and imprisoned and the charges against them internationally, um, not just within the international trade union movement but also by Amnesty International, are considered to be illegitimate and, you know, effectively they're considered to be political prisoners. So the ILO, the International Labour Organization, which of course is an agency of United Nations, have called on the Korean government to release both Brother Han and Sister Lee. Um, international unionists and Korean unionists have been campaigning for their release, but this has not occurred. What actual power does the ILO have to compel a government to act? And if the answer is not much, then what do we as a global movement do to demand action? Look, I think that really um, the answer lies more in the power of our organised movements internationally to make this a priority campaign and to pressure our own governments to take it up and make representations to the South Korean governments. There was a commitment to release um, Brother Han um, prior to you know the um, uh, the elections in Korea about 12 months ago after, you know, the ousting of the president of the country at the time, um, after the major corruption allegations made against her. Um, and from what we understand, um, there was that commitment made, but he is still yet to be released. Uh, so internationally, we need to really ramp up the pressure from our own movements and directly ask our foreign ministers of countries around the world uh, to intervene and to make representations to the South Korean government about this um, matter. Has there been any movement from the Australian government on this or any statement at all? Um, no, there hasn't, but I think that we um, this has renewed um, you know, the commitment from Australian unions to take it up formally with her again. The conditions are deplorable. Um, you know, Brother Han has now been in jail for two years simply for exercising his democratic right to freedom of association and peaceful assembly. 
um, and certainly uh, campaigning for rights of Korean workers. And, you know, if this had happened in Australia, you know, and Sally McManus um, was in prison or the ACT uh, president was in prison, then we would be making this, you know, the biggest campaign possible. We wouldn't tolerate this. Um, we know that that is a priority for the Korean trade union movement, of course, but they really need international help now because this commitment, the commitment made by the, the current president of Korea to release Brother Han has not been, um, not been uh, upheld and um, international pressure is where it's at right now. Why is this a fight for Australian unionists? Why is this something that, um, that we need to and should participate in? You could look at it simply from the point of view of, and many people on this program would deeply believe in you know, the core principle, touch one, touch all. But even looking aside from that, the trends by governments to um, attack unions and workers for simply organising for defence of basic rights, for increased wages, for campaigning for increased wages, um, and to detain and jail and charge people for organising that fashion is a violation simply of our human rights wherever it happens in the world wouldn't stand for that if Sally McManus was imprisoned, would we? Um, and so um, we, um, you know, as unionists, understand what that means to have the KCTU president, Brother Hahn, in prison for nearly two years for him doing what we would expect of any decent union leader. As you said before, there was a change in government last year in South Korea and um, there was quite a bit of optimism and some promise for change to labour rights in South Korea. But considering this ongoing imprisonment of these union leaders, it's clearly uh, clearly not enough to simply change a government for that to be the, the magic wand. What lessons can Australians take as we move towards our own federal election next year, where I'm confident that workers' rights um, and, and unions will be in campaigns across all major and minor political parties? Well, I think, you know, the Australian Union movement has never taken anything for granted in terms of these matters. And so, um, and yes, yes, situations like this highlight that a pre-election commitment doesn't necessarily lead to the implementation of that commitment. We always have to be vigilant about what we hold, you know, in terms of holding governments to account. And of course, we all campaign hard to get pre-election commitments because that's uh, an important part of any kind of campaigning of any sort as unionists. But then we have to, you know, keep up the fight, to put it simply. And, you know, in Korea, the Korean trade union movement certainly obviously learning that and they're battling hard and that's why they've called on, you know, uh, the turning point of this campaign to try and use the Winter Olympics as a bit of an expression of solidarity, of international solidarity, and they're hoping that this... Um, kickstarts a new international campaign which would finally see the release of Brother Han. Stick Together was at the Melbourne Rally, where the Australian Council of Trade Unions, the ACTU, delivered a letter to the President of Korea, Moon Jae-in, via the consulate in Melbourne. Here are some of the speakers at the rally in Melbourne. Today we stand here alongside our comrades in, in South Korea and uh, four days ago in South Korea a high court released someone named J.Y. Lee. J.Y. Lee is the vice chairman of Samsung Electronics and the third generation heir to the Samsung Empire. 
and his sentence was suspended. Um, his sentence included charges such as bribery, embezzlement, capital flight and perjury. And yet he was released um, without, any, without any challenges. He was released. He has a lot of money and a lot of power. And meanwhile, our comrade Han and our comrades Lee um, are continuing, in Can's case, continues to serve his three-year sentence. Um, and, his, and his crime was organising people for democracy against anti-labour legislation, something that across the world, across the union movement across the world, we continue to fight for every day. And yet his charges were not dropped. When President Moon recently pardoned prisoners, he pardoned 6,444 prisoners, but among them were not the pro-democracy union leaders. What is wrong in South Korea today when the ones who are being criminalised are those standing up for workers' rights, those standing up for labour justice, those who are being the voices of the people of democracy in South Korea, and yet the bosses of multinational corporations who've been proven over and over again to flout workplace health and safety laws, to, to exploit labour at all levels of their organisation are being set off free, going back home to their families. Before I close the rally, I just want to read a small excerpt of a letter written by Brother Han from prison where he said, it's a reality that if you form a union in South Korea or exercise your right to strike, not only can it lead you to being fined, imprisoned or having your family torn apart, you may even put your life at risk. That's how bad things have gotten in South Korea. And these words remind us, though, that the struggle of our South Korean comrades is linked to ours here at home, where here successive governments have continued to clamp down on trade union rights and are now seeking to criminalise our own union leaders and union activity. Bosses and governments cannot defeat us when we are organised, so instead they abuse their powers of the state to criminalise and persecute us. But our struggle is one that spans the oceans of the globe and workers from all across the world are standing united in the demands that Brother Han and Sister Lee are released and these political charges are dropped. So we say to the government of South Korea and we say, we say to them out the front of their consulate, hear our demands because the workers united will never be defeated. Those voices from the rally were Afida's Samantha Bond, Stick Together's Matt Kunkel and at the beginning, Glenn Thompson of the AMWU. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. The Welfare Reform Bill 2017 is up before the Senate this week, which the President of the Australian Unemployed Workers Union, Owen Bennett, describes as some of the most significant attacks launched against the unemployed since the introduction of the welfare state. The fight is still on, but last week there were some major movements from senators of the Nick Xenophon team on the bill. AUWU's Jeremy Poxon joins us in the studio today. So I wanted to chat to you today about the Welfare Reform Bill, which is a men's seven acts to create job seeker payments to replace existing payments. Um, can you briefly summarise the changes in this act uh, that is currently before the Senate um, that the Australian Unemployed Workers Union is working against? Yeah, so there's uh, t- really two main uh, areas uh, to this you know, very punitive uh, bill up for, up for debate. Uh, that our members are really mobilizing against. One of them is uh, a new demerit points uh, punishment system that's built into uh, the welfare reform bill uh, by the government's own uh, admission. 
uh, this seeks to kick uh, 80,000 uh, welfare recipients uh, currently uh, off uh, off Newstart, off Centrelink. Uh, basically, it can uh, fine, uh, they can punish and fine uh, unemployed workers, Newstart recipients, up to four weeks of pay. Um, you know, for not attending uh, interviews, for not showing up to meetings, for not meeting their uh, job search criteria, uh, and it gives job agencies unprecedented powers to uh, punish. Uh, these unemployed workers without any Centrelink oversight, which is a new, uh, we think, scary uh, development where uh, job seekers won't even be able to uh, launch appeals uh, against this judgment. So that's one of the one of the things we're mobilizing against. Uh, the other thing is there's a significant increase to uh, job seeker requirements. So uh, Australia already has one of the highest uh, you know, job seeker compliance systems in the entire OECD, but the coalition wants to double down on these uh, requirements and basically uh, force uh, job seekers um, who are over, who are between the ages of 30 to 49 uh, to clock about 50 hours more work for the doll uh, per fortnight, um, as well as older job seekers will have to do a lot more work for the doll. So um, we've been campaigning for the last couple of years uh, against Work for the Dole, which we see as a very uh, punitive and, and, and pointless uh, program. It's been proven not to uh, safely um, engineer people into new jobs, and it's uh, proven to be very unsafe. So uh, there's already been one death, uh, Josh Park Fing, on a Work for the Dole site uh, a few years ago, and there's been countless injuries uh, and lots of people calling our national hotline to uh, basically voice their concerns uh, around safety on these sites. So uh, it's basically, yeah, where there's a lot more things in the bill, but those are probably the two, uh, you know, main concerns that our members have against the upcoming bill. So it's before the Senate at the moment, um, but there has been some movement what, in the last week, um, particularly with the Nick Xenophon team. Can you speak to that? Yeah, in the last few days, actually. So to give uh, you listeners some background, uh, so basically, um, as you might expect, the Greens and Labor are very much against uh, the upcoming welfare reform bill. So the coalitions are uh, relying on the Senate crossbench, um, particularly the Nick Xenophon team, you know, Darren Hinch, David Linehelm, etc. Um, so currently, uh, NXT with their three senators, they've held the balance of power and they struck a deal uh, about a month ago, uh, whereby they were going to uh, support the coalition's uh, the, the passage of the of the bill and 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 not cross the floor, uh, but in the last few days, um, you know, we think thanks to uh, our campaigns of getting thousands and thousands of welfare recipients uh, to directly email and write into uh, the Nick Xenophon team, uh, they've announced just recently that they're gonna they want to go back to the negotiating table. Um, so they've sort of struck out. Uh, that deal they had with the coalition, um, and they're looking to sit, you know, go back to the table and and talk about, um, you know, what aspects of it they're going to support. So we're very optimistic now that they've backpedaled from that very, um, you know, decisive step they made to support the bill. Um, so now we're even going to ramp up even more and send um, Rebecca Sharkey, especially who's the NXT. Uh, social services spokesperson uh, and really tell her, um, you know, in black and white, uh, why we thousands of people think she should, you know, vote this punitive bill down. 
why do you think it's so important that, that everybody jumps on board with this, that it isn't just for unemployed workers? Yeah, that's right. We want to. We think this is, uh, um, you know, a public welfare issue that you know far goes far beyond the borders of our direct membership or just uh, people on on New Start. We see uh, just in general uh, treating unemployed workers uh, in this way, who are people who uh, are looking to join. Uh, the labor market. Uh, we see um, these attacks really uh, echo as as attacks from uh, from government, from bi- from big business uh, across the board to all uh, to all workers. Because uh, you know, just like you out there who uh, might not rely on on welfare um, yeah, right now, where um, we are workers, we're just not being currently utilized uh, by the government properly by the labor market. But to treat um, you know, those of us um, who want to work in in such a way, it does echo the way the government's you know currently treating um, other workers and their attacks against the the union movement uh, more broadly. So yeah, what we're we're you know through our campaigning, we're really um, you know trying to build solidarity across the board because we feel like uh, unemployment's being treated has been treated as this sort of separate uh, insular issue. Uh, for far too long, whereas you know unemployment, it's it, it's it's a problem for uh, broader society. If you have a a great pool of uh, of unemployed uh, people uh, losing their rights, being forced to essentially work for peanuts through the work for the dole system, that's uh, that can have and has had you know catastrophic uh, consequences throughout the entire uh, labor force and and working population. So yeah, we don't see this as a specific issue, just purely for our uh, member base. We think it's uh, a real broad societal issue that that affects uh, everyone at large. So how can listeners of this show, um, their family and their friends and their work colleagues, support uh, what you're doing at the Australian Unemployed Workers Union? Yeah, so the easiest uh, way to voice your support, A, and and even to learn, because there's so much, as you know, in the in the welfare reform bill, there's a lot in there. I've touched on a few things, but there's 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 a lot in there. So, we've been um, publishing through our website, Australian Unemployed Workers Union uh, com, and you can look us up on on Facebook. We have uh, a bunch of petitions and a bunch of sample letters, sample emails uh, that you can put your name to. Uh, your own letter. So we're calling that campaign, campaign Operation February Flood. We're literally trying to flood uh, their inboxes, and it seems to be seems to be working, uh, which we're very pleased with. We also have a a public action forum against the welfare crackdown, and that's happening on March the second at four pm. Uh, that's happening at Trades Hall, the Victorian in Trades Hall. In, yep. If you wanna, you know, publicly uh, show show support and and solidarity, you can come along to that as well. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today on Stick Together. Pleasure. That was Jeremy Poxon of the Australian Unemployed Workers Union. And that's it for Stick Together today. Thanks for listening. This program is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and is broadcast nationally by the Community Radio Network. Podcasts for this show can be found at 3cr.org.au slash sticktogether. If you'd like to get in contact with the producers of this show, you can give us a call on 03-9419-8377 or send us an email at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. And remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. My name is Sarah McKenzie, and until next time, stick together.